Welcome to your Canadians Connection on Rocket Sports Radio. This premier hockey podcast featured on allhabs.net brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens, with your hosts, Joe Whalen and Rick Stevens. Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadians, designed to inform, entertain, and engage Habs fans around the globe. We are proud to be the trusted source for all things Habs for more than a decade. This is the Canadians Connection Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, keeping you informed, engaged, and entertained. My name is Joseph Whalen, and I'm going to be your host for the next hour. This is episode 100 of the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, and I'm pleased to be joined in the studio, as always, by my fantastic co-host, the editor-in-chief, the founder of Rocket Sports Media, Mr. Rick Stevens. Rick, we've made it to episode 100. Wow. Congratulations. Uh, this is great. And yeah. congratulations to all the, uh, to our listeners and those of you uh, who've uh, stuck with us, who've joined us, who've uh, were there during the pause, who uh, listened to us in record numbers during the uh, playoffs and, and now in this offseason are, are joining us for our 100th episode. And um, this is, um, you know, for, for those that that, uh, that um, may not know the kind of the evolution of all of this, um, you know, podcasts aren't something that's, uh, I, I know it's, it's uh, you're seeing lots of podcasts spring up and lots of fan podcasts, and we do things a little bit differently. Um, and we go back to 2011, uh, we, we made our first steps into podcasting and uh, Chris G uh, approached me um, uh, at uh, in Brassard actually, and and uh, pitched an idea, and and uh, he had this uh, creation called Habs 360, and Habs 360, um, which uh, was billed as the the most informative and interactive podcast about the Canadians, uh, was born, and uh, a seven year run, 250 episodes. Uh, all Habs Hockey Magazine website hosted uh, Habs 360, and and during that time, um, we 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 built our skills. We we built our hockey yeah. and scouting departments. We added key journalists uh, like yourself to establish our our <laughs> credibility, and uh, and we grew. And then um, in uh, 2017, um, we we rolled out what we called uh, Rocket Sports Radio, and that was the umbrella of all of our podcasts. Um, and uh, and 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 it was there was that transition that occurred uh, a couple of years ago as we bra- rebranded Habs 360 into the Canadians Connection, and brought you from uh, AHL <laughs> our AHL report team uh, to be our host, and you've been a superb host. Uh, and you've grown in the role over the past uh, uh, hundred episodes, and uh, I'm really happy to be here talking hockey, talking Canadians every single week. 
Yeah, it's uh, and and obviously you mentioned Chris G, and we're still uh, incredibly happy that we still get contributions from Chris G with this podcast, the Canadians Connection. Of course, he was here just not too long ago uh, discussing the uh, Montreal Canadiens' improbable win, uh, series win over the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, and and uh, and there was a previous episode as well. So we're still very much uh, Chris G, still a huge piece of this puzzle with the Canadians Connection, as well as the fantastic work that he does covering the Laval Rocket for the AHL Report. So, uh, Rick, as you said just i'm very happy to be here thank you for those kind words uh great to be here as always and it's almost as if mark bergevin knew this was our 100th episode because he gave us a trade to talk about <laughs> he did and boy oh boy was it ever it did it ever grab the attention of of montreal canadians fans of the hockey world and and certainly we, we do have a special guest coming up in segment two that we will be uh, you you have had the opportunity to speak with someone who had a, had a strong reaction to the trade and we will be getting to that in mm-hmm. segment two after some of our reactions uh so we will we'll, we'll keep that uh, we'll keep that under wraps for now but we'll get to it in segment two uh but rick we have a lot to talk about as i said the montreal canadians did make a trade this week they, uh, did. they acquired jake allen and a seventh in 2022 for a third and a seventh in 2020 uh, in 2019, 2020, Jake Allen went 12, six and three in a backup role to Jordan Bennington before Jordan Bennington arrived. He was the go-to guy. He was the starting goaltender in St. Louis with mixed results. Uh, but in a backup role, it seems that he can, he can flourish and, and provide some rest for Carey Price. We'll be get, giving our reactions to this trade in segment two. Uh, but, but Rick, yeah, that was, that was, uh, something that, you know, Mark Bergevin sort of, uh, teased at. Uh, in his availability uh, with the press conference a couple weeks ago. As as did Claude Julien. They both yes. mentioned uh, the desire to um, add a backup that they could uh, trust and uh, that would... Uh, they pointed to uh, arrested Carey Price during the playoffs as, as an example of what he can do and said that uh, they want to recreate that uh, by getting a, a, a backup who could, um, you know, come in and, and do what Keith uh, Kincaid had had promised he was going to do, and that is yeah. uh, start twenty five or thirty games. And and the reaction uh, from the fan base has, has uh, certainly been overwhelming. Uh, there was a, a poll that uh, TV Aspor did uh, about seventeen hundred respondents, and I th- uh, last I checked, uh, it was eighty five percent. Um, uh, positive um, uh, reaction. But as you said, we're going to be getting to that, uh, both of our reactions and to yes. and our special guest uh, reaction uh, to the trade in uh, segment two. Oh, just before we... I know we have a number, number of quick hits, some news items, but we've got a message coming in here. Oh. Hi, everybody. This is Chris G. I want to congratulate Joseph and Rick for their 100th episode of The Canadian's Connection. It's also been a pleasure for myself to contribute to the podcast on and off the air and see its growth during that time. Good job to the team, especially to Joseph and Rick, for keeping Habs fans informed on a weekly basis for 12 months a year. Well, wow. Chris G, just as we were speaking about him, and he's, he talked about it, making contributions on and off the air. He's been such an integral piece in all of this and easing the transition for me. Of course, being a fantastic podcast host himself, someone that I relied upon and, and leaned on and, and when I was first taking over back in the fall of 2018, and we had we you know sort of commenced the rebrand from Habs 360 to the Canadians Connection podcast, and uh, he's just been such a such a reliable 
presence with this team. Um, and, and of course, as I said, uh, a fantastic podcast host himself, but uh, the, the work that he's done now with the AHL report, his, his, uh, his five thoughts articles on, on allhabs.net as well. I mean, he's he's been just just a fantastic presence here on this team. And one of the things that, that Chris noted, and and one of the things that we changed as we went from Habs 360 to the Canadians Connection is we were hearing uh, from uh, Canadians fans saying um, we love we love Habs 360, uh, but you know we need you in the summer too. We 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 need you to to in the off season. We need to know what's going on. And so we heard that, and uh, you and I have been here. Uh, we were here during the, the pause. Uh, we were here uh, last summer, uh, and we'll be here for this next Canadians off season. And and we might, yeah. uh, you know, uh, rotate uh, people into the hosting chair uh, from time to time. But the Canadians Connection podcast, as Chris said, is is a twelve month endeavor. Uh, we're on the air. We're here to provide you all the Canadians information you need to know. Absolutely, and that's that's what we say every week. We're here to inform, engage, and entertain, and we do that whenever we can, and and even sometimes throughout the summer. You know, we, we know, uh, you know, especially when you get into the dog days of August, some of the uh, some of the shows were a little bit leaner. Some of the news items weren't coming in as quickly as as in previous uh, weeks and months, but. We're still here and we're still providing you with all the information uh, that you come to know and, and come to trust us as a source of, of that information. Uh, but yes, uh, it was great, great hearing from, from Chris G there. Um, so, Rick, uh, moving on to some of the quick hit stuff that we, we, we alluded to, uh, Christian Folan had surgery on uh, his right knee uh, to repair a meniscus injury. Now, this is typically a time of year where you have guys who have recovered from surgery that are entering training camp, but of course, being 2020 and all the sorts of uh, <laughs> calendar, uh, you know, how, how it's all been sort of messed up. Now it's the time where players are having their surgeries to prepare for next season. <laughs> now, we don't know if this uh, really affected Christian Folan's availability yeah. uh, during the, the, the play-in or the, the playoffs. Uh, unlikely, he wasn't on the unfit-to-play uh, list Um it was it was likely coach's decision and and uh, but this is uh, you know maybe a lingering injury that uh, is being cleaned up in the off season. Christian Folan is is an unrestricted free agent, unlikely to return to the Canadians, uh, but you know after he has the surgery and uh, and uh, rehabilitates uh, the the knee, uh, we wish him well uh, wherever he he goes uh, for next season. Absolutely. Wishing a speedy recovery uh, for Christian Folan. Uh, speaking of, well, a former Habs defenseman, you said he might not be back next year, Christian Folan. There's another former Habs defenseman that uh, that was in the news this week, and that was Josh Georges. It's always great to hear about Josh Georges. And he was named the new director of player development for the West Kelowna Warriors of the BCHL. So um, that, that seemed like something that Josh Georges was always going to get into after his uh, playing days were finished. You can see that. You can see him. You, you saw him uh, later on in his career being a teacher, being a mentor to yep. uh, the younger Habs defenseman. And uh, and he's quoted as saying uh, that he's just really excited to be back working in the game of hockey. And his goal is to uh, help develop the young players into professionals uh, and develop the, their skills. But more importantly, develop the mental side of the game in hockey IQ. Great, uh, great that he recognizes that uh, both play an important role for uh, developing junior players. Absolutely, and and you know, 
we saw him take on that mentor role, um, you know, on and off the ice, you know, having Brendan Gallagher stay with him and, mm-hmm. and his, you know, his first couple of years in Montreal. So that was something that, uh, you know, it always seemed like Josh Georges was going to get involved in, in that side of the game. Um, but speaking of some some young players now shifting uh, focus, uh, Lucas Vedemo. He signed a one-year, two-way contract with the Canadians. Vedemo appeared in seven games for the Canadians this season, picking up a goal. Uh, he played 47 games for the Rocket in the AHL and had uh, 19 points uh, in in those games. So um, he looked. I mean, when he played in the NHL, there was he, he looked he looked solid in those seven games. So potentially somebody that can play in the in the, the bottom six for the Montreal Canadiens going forward. For sure, a two-way uh, uh, forward and uh, really took strides this year. As yeah. you said, didn't look out of place at all when, when he came no. up. Uh, and you wonder, you know, uh, if he could have played uh, on that fourth line uh, that struggled through the playoffs. Um, you know, there was some... I don't think it was clear whether whether uh, um, Lucas opted out or whether the team just decided not to bring him into training camp, bring him back from Europe. Um, but but you know you wonder if if he and Jake and 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 both Lucas and and Jake Evans played oh maybe uh, six or seven games together after Lucas came back from injury. They're both centers, uh, but uh, Vedamo played on uh, Evans' wing and and uh, might have looked good uh, in the playoffs. But uh, anyway, um, we're happy that uh, he'll be back for another year uh, with the organization. Absolutely. Um, someone that uh, we don't know will be back for another year with the organization. <laughs> this future is a little bit unclear at this point. Max Domi, uh, and, and we're going to be talking about Max Domi in the weeks to come, and we've already spoken about him at length the past two weeks. Uh, but Max Domi, uh, he changed representation this week, uh, firing Pat Prisson and hiring Darren Ferris. And if you that name sounds familiar to you, it's likely because you have a Leaf fan friend who is still not over, <laughs> Darren Ferris the represent uh, representative of Mitch Marner. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and we know Domi and, and Marner are, are, uh, good buddies. So, yep. uh, it's not, it's not, uh, this isn't a surprising move, particularly given that, uh, Quebec agent Pat Brisson is, um, he's made no secret of his friendship with Mark Bergevin. Um, so in an important negotiating period, uh, maybe not a surprise to see that, uh, 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 Max Domi has has made a change there. Um, Darren Ferris also uh, represents Victor Mete, and and uh, and so he'll be uh, he'll be busy. Uh, Darren will be busy yeah. uh, meeting with uh, uh, Mark Bergevin over the next few weeks. Lots of conversations with Mark Bergevin to come uh, for Darren Ferris. Um, in some uh, some really um, encouraging news, um, Guy Lafleur was at the third annual Jonathan Drouin golf tournament. And uh, if you remember back to last year, just around this time last year, uh, he had a quadruple bypass heart surgery. Um, and, and of course, he's also been dealing with lung cancer as well. Um, so he spoke about how he's been feeling after these health scares um, and also spoke about uh, Dale Howarchuk, who we talked about last week. Good. It's very good. I feel uh, feel good. You know, it's uh, I feel very lucky to be where I am today and uh, to be able to get all the the, the support from the shim and uh, the hospital there. They had so many great people taking care of me. So uh, it's nice to to be back on track. Uh, I was talking a couple of months ago with Dale Arwachuk. Uh, we we lost him, but we I was in contact uh, almost uh, every second week with him uh, on the phone and talking about our. Uh, 
our problems and things like that. And uh, you know, I was really sad to to, to hear that uh, he passed away. But uh, you know, it's something that uh, you, you have to uh, you have to enjoy life. And you know, it's, I think it's very important to uh, to be healthy and uh, do everything that you can to to, to get back on track. Uh, it's just nice to see him. He looks healthy. He looks in good shape. And um, obviously, very fortunate to have him here with our team and at this tournament. So um, we, we heard him uh, talk about uh, Dale Howard-Chuck. Of course, we talked about Dale Howard-Chuck last week um, and, uh, and the sad news there. Fortunately, uh, the news is much better for Guy Lafleur, and he looked great at, uh, at the golf tournament. Um, uh, you know, 2019 was a tough year, a quadruple yeah. uh, bypass surgery and on September 26th. Then November 28th, he goes in... Um, with uh, on uh, for surgery on his lung um, with uh, with cancer there and um, but the operation and and the recovery period all seems uh, to been very successful and uh, this this um, you know he was he was treated at the University of, of Montreal uh, Medical Center and this is the the third annual uh, golf tournament, uh, charitable uh, golf tournament uh, that Jonathan Drouin, Search of Art brought Jonathan Drouin in to, uh, to um, headline this, this golf tournament. And they raised $500,000, I believe. Um, so great for Jonathan Drouin. And you heard Jonathan, that was his voice at the end of the uh, Guy Lafleur clip. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it, it, well, just in fantastic news um, about Guy Lafleur, um, and and I was ex- I was saying to you uh, just before we went on the air, it's just been so much that's happened in 2020 that it just I forgot that any any of this happened. It was just last year he had that quadruple bypass heart surgery, and of course the the continued health scares. Um, it's it's just it's it's great to see him back, and 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 he seems to be in good health. Um, so Rick. Moving on to a very special edition of uh, They Said What, <laughs> and uh, this will be a Jake Allen-centric uh, edition of one of our favorite segments here on this podcast, and we'll start with uh, two members of the media giving their thoughts on, on this move, and uh, the first one will be Pierre Lebrun, and, and he was very complimentary of the move. Well, it makes a ton of sense. Anyone who's watched the Montreal Canes over the last couple of years and seen the backup play from their number two goalie would know why this made a lot of sense. It's just been a problem for a couple of years in a row and they went into this past year hoping to limit Carey Price somehow to 55 starts and that certainly would not have been the case had the season gone 82. They have to have a backup they could trust and they have it now in veteran Jake Allen. Now, uh, you're, you're not going to get uh, uh, Pierre Lebrun to ever say anything negative about Mark Bergevin. <laughs> the two are buddies, same as Craig Button and, and, and you know, we should acknowledge those uh, biases but... Uh, having said that, Pierre Lebrun, uh, everything he said was was uh, correct. That that this is um, this is a very positive move that should, let's hope, solves the issue that's been a, an ongoing issue uh, for the Montreal Canadiens over the past few years. Absolutely, and and sticking with uh, someone at TSN, uh, Jamie McLennan, being a former goaltender, uh, he was actually wondering if Mark Bergevin might flip Jake Allen. Optically, this looks like a great move for Mark Bergevin. You're shoring up that backup position that struggled so mightily last season. You had three different guys start a total of 13 games and only get you 11 points in the standings. Terry Price is the best goaltender on the planet. We all know that, but he needs a night off here or there, and he needs help. 
So Jake Allen will do that, but it's a rich price to pay. No pun intended. Almost $15 million in goaltending. And when you're 24th in the National Hockey League and you're 19th in goals for, I would argue that that money may be better served in spending it to upgrade the skill of your group. This may be part of a bigger play for Mark Bergevin. We all know in the offseason, there's going to be musical chairs for goaltenders as there's some great ones out there. He may use Jake Allen as a bargaining chip to upgrade the skill in a certain position that is needed. So we'll have to wait and see what he has up his sleeve. Complete with... uh... The fancy music there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but interesting uh, that Jamie McLennan is is wondering if this is uh, this is kind of a setup move in that um, why would you uh, he talks about the the uh, expense uh, of of uh, Jake Allen as a backup and maybe this this is a precursor to another move to solve some other problems. Um, interesting. Yeah. And, 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 you know, this was, that was a conversation. Obviously most people were happy with the move, but it was also, that was a conversation that was being had. Was this going to be part of, of something bigger? And, and Jamie McLennan uh, addressing that there. Um, so after that, we heard from the man of the hour himself, the newest Montreal Canadian, Jake Allen. And uh, he had a press conference and, and he spoke about being excited to be a Montreal Canadian and, and playing behind the best goaltender in the world. I'm obviously really excited to be a Montreal Canadian now uh, today, and you know the the role that you know I'll be playing is is uh, obviously behind one of the best goalies in the world and a guy who's been a dominant force in the league, and to provide just a, another assurance for the team. You know, I, I feel like I played that role last year uh, very well behind uh, behind Bennington. You know, I, I thought I had a solid season, and you know it can bring. Uh, you know, I've played quite a few years in the league and. Uh, a lot of experience in different situations, and you know, I feel like I can come into this spot and and uh, you know, give Carey breaks when he when he needs them and play well for the team and uh, and go from there. So uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge and the opportunity. But uh, I've been through a lot of different circumstances in my career, and uh, it's really nothing nothing major new to me. So um, I I think the important part there is that Jake Allen understands his role. Now yes. he does anyway. He was, uh, you know, a, a number one goaltender um, and um, with mixed results and yep. Uh, yep. had had trouble sometimes uh, accepting the pressure of that. And, and uh, so it's taken him some time, but, but he understands his role and he understands why he's coming to the Montreal Canadiens. And I saw on social media oh great now we can get rid of price and and get (laughs) that's not gonna it's just not gonna happen jake allen is here to be uh the backup goaltender for the montreal Canadiens. yes and uh well it's it's a full circle type of moment for jake allen in that he played six uh 76 games for the montreal juniors of the qmjhl he also by the way he also played for the saint john's fog devils i'm going to throw that in there although for not not quite as long uh, the very short-lived QMJHL franchise that was based in St. John's. But it's a full-circle moment, nonetheless, for Jake Allen returning to Montreal. It's funny how it's come full-circle now, and, 
uh, playing for the Montreal Junior in Verdun, it, uh, and then playing in the NHL against the Canadians and, and at the Bell Center. It, it, it's wild how it's all sort of come reinvented itself. But, uh, you know, I've had a few experiences in the building, and, uh, you know, I lived in the city for a couple of years. I, I get I was a, a teenager and didn't really know uh, know everything in the whole world. But uh, definitely from some familiarity, familiarity, sorry about it. And, you know, still, uh, still have some people I keep in touch with in the city, and it's a place that uh, I'm more familiar with than, than most others in the league. And I think it's definitely going to give me a sense of comfort. So he he lived in NG, NDG and and but as he said he was a teenager and it was a different time yeah. in his life and and uh, but there is some familiarity uh, for him com- a comfort level uh, coming back to Montreal. Yeah, and, and I mean that's that's something that I think it's it's always interesting to me when you see somebody return to that type of environment where they've they've had success or they they were at a, you know at a time in their life where. Uh, they were they were happy. They, they they were in a good situation. So it'll be interesting to see if any of those sort of things uh, benefit Jake Allen in the long run. Even though it's obviously a different situation for him coming to a market where there's going to be a lot of eyes on him, even in a backup role to carry Price. Um, but that's something that that's an interesting thing because obviously uh, being a member of the St. Louis Blues, he's got a Stanley Cup ring um, that he's bringing with him. Um, but but he he's well aware, as you said, of, of what his role is going to be here, and uh, he's he's planning on embracing this opportunity for what it is. But it's something you got to embrace. You got to embrace the opportunity that that's going to be given to me to be able to play for such an historic franchise with uh, uh, behind one of the best goalies uh, of all time. And it's going to be interesting and it's going to be fun. But uh, I think that's the way I've looked at the last few years of my career is try to embrace everything. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be a challenge, no question. There's going to be good days and bad days. But you know, I think that's the key word for me is try to embrace this uh, opportunity that's given to me and uh, and go from there. No matter what happens, uh, he's going to embrace it. He uses the word embrace so many times yeah. in this press conference that at one point he apologizes. He said, I'm sorry, <laughs> I keep saying embrace. but uh, and, and it's not like he's going to ride the humps or anything. He's, he's, he's accepting them. And, and I think that's a, a very mature attitude for uh, Jake Allen. And, and I think that's that's an important thing too to have uh, in your in your mind as a goaltender because there's just so much as a goaltender that you really can't control at the end of the day, which we saw in the playoffs for Carey Price. Mm-hmm. So just embracing everything and knowing that you know there's going to be there's going to be ups and downs, and sometimes you're not going to be able to control them. You just have to sort of embrace the challenge and the opportunity, and and that's that's a really as you said a mature mindset. So he knows that the goal here. And he knows what his role is here is to play behind Carey Price. Uh, and uh, he's, he said that his goal is going to be to play solid and, and make sure that Carey Price gets his rest. Well, I think we'll have more conversation here with uh, with uh, with Claude and the management soon. But I talked to them both today very briefly. And, you know, the gist of it is, you know, they wanted another goalie that could come in and, and play solid minutes for the organization, you know, and give Carey the proper rest he needs and, and uh, to perform. And, you know, we all know how good he is in the game. And I think I can come in and step in and take some – take some minutes off his shoulders that maybe he can get some extra rest and make sure he's that much better. So I think that the objective for me is to come in and make his life as easy as possible and obviously collect some points for the group as well. So uh, it's, uh, it's something I'm really looking forward to. So that, there's an important point there. Uh, everybody's been talking about give Price rest, but it's not just giving Price rest. Uh, he ends up saying, I need to collect points when I'm in. I need to put in a yes. solid effort. I need to... 
um, you, you know, have the trust of the, the, the coaching staff so that they, they put me in so that Price can not only get rest, but that there isn't too much of a drop-off and the team can continue to collect points even when I'm in, in the net. Yeah, and, and that's going to be the important part here for Jake Allen, and that's what you're paying what you're paying for, uh, you know, with, with respect to Jake Allen. You're expecting that there's not going to be that significant a drop-off when you're paying your backup goaltender uh, over $4 million. Um, so the interesting part will be now, um, because obviously Carey Price, uh, he's, he's never had an issue with it. it he's, he's had, you know, uh, in recent times, he's not had any issues getting along with his backup goaltenders. And of course, he's been taking on more of a mentorship role with some of the younger guys that have been up at times for the Montreal Canadiens. So Jake Allen's a veteran. He's been around um, and, and they don't he says he doesn't really know Price, but they do have some similar interests. So perhaps that'll uh, ease the relationship a little I bit. I personally <laughs> do not know Kerry at all. Uh, so it's going to be, uh, you know, hopefully get off on the good foot. I'm sure we will. I've heard a lot of great things. I know a lot of guys that have played with them. And I think we have similar interests as well on and off the ice. So I uh, really have and hopefully I'll get to reach out to him here soon and, and, and say hello. Yeah, a definitely country guy. You know, I you know I just from hearing things through guys who played in Montreal. You know, I'm a big outdoors guy. I love to fish and, and hunt and stuff. So I'm uh, uh, that's sort of the things I'm into. And you know, from all accounts, that's uh, sort of up his alley as well. So uh, I think uh, that's a good connection there. So um, it's it's. Uh, you know, it, it it's not uh, crucial. Carey Price is pretty easy going, and as as you said, yeah. has gotten along with. Uh, all but one of his backups that I can yes. think of, and that was more because <laughs> of an agent thing. But um, I, it doesn't hurt that they have similar interests, and uh, uh, and and you know, I, at least from an introductory kind of way, I, I think that'll uh, that should help. Yeah, and the fact that Jake Allen knows what his role is going to be here, uh, that's going to be the big thing yes. here. Is that you know, obviously with with who you're talking about, there was a bit of a more of a controversy uh, but <laughs> but in this case Jake Allen knows what his role is going to be he just performed his role at the high winning a Stanley Cup with the St. Louis Blues uh, in 2019 so he's he's comfortable in that spot uh, and and knows that that's the best spot for him at this point in his career uh, but yeah having the similar interests I think is, is going to be big for chemistry and, and forming a bond so that'll be uh, something to watch for sure um, but yes he spoke about the fact that, you know, the Montreal Canadiens want to have Carey Price in net, but you're hoping that you sort of ease the miles on him. Uh, one of my favorite uh, color, color commentators, Jack Armstrong, we played the clip a, a couple uh, months ago now. He talks about city, uh, city miles and highway miles. You want to make sure Carey has a lot of highway miles, not so much the city miles. <laughs> Carey Price has been one of the best goalies in the league since his tenure with the Montreal Canadiens, and he's a tough guy to take the limelight away from, a tough guy to pull out of the net. So I think there's been a lot of a, a, you you want him in your net for your team. You know, he's he's that type of goalie. He's the guy that you want in the cage and uh, to represent your team. And you know, I think he's uh, put on a lot of miles, obviously, since his career, and he's I think he's endured it very well. And you know, my job is to come in and, and maybe ease those miles up a little bit, play well for the team, and, and play well for him as well. So I think I think when both guys are clicking and both guys are playing well whether it's one every five games or whatever the situation is that uh, brings success to both guys i saw it firsthand this year with you know myself and better i think you feed off the success of each other and you know hopefully we can bring that to the group so he said i want to play well for the team but i want to play well for him too and you know how competitive carrie price is you know that carrie price along with shea weber is the leader the, they are the leaders of this team 
And so it's not only having the coach, Coach Julian, trusting in the backup, but it's having Carey trust that uh, when he's he he's sitting, um, that that he can trust the backup. So uh, I thought that was kind of a crucial point and a crucial realization uh, that um, that Jake Allen understands he has to uh, get Carey's trust as well. Yeah, and certainly, yeah. I mean. It's it's not been easy for Carey Price. I can I can imagine the past couple of years sitting and watching as you know some backup goaltenders. And granted, it hasn't been that much the past couple of years. Carey Price has played uh, quite a bit for the Montreal Canadiens, but when he has sat down and watched someone in between the pipes, I can't imagine it's been a very easy experience for him when they've struggled, and and you know um, having to get up and or perhaps enter the game. Uh, in the middle of it or just having to just sit there and watch maybe some nights where the Montreal Canadiens just wanted to get the rest. Um, it, it, it certainly cannot, cannot have been easy. So yeah, it's an important thing for Jake Allen to do in this spot is to earn Carey Price's trust a little bit. Uh, and, and one thing, one other thing that Jake Allen talked about is admiring Carey Price because he talked about him as being the best goalie in the world, of course, and uh, hopes to learn from him as well. What I admire about him from a goalie standpoint is that he's been in the league so long, he's, he hasn't overly changed his game much. I think it just goes to a credit of how really good of a goaltender he is. You know, I think a lot of goalies in the league uh, have adapted. The game's changed over the last 10 years and you know, have changed their styles a little bit, uh, positional tactic, mental tactics, things like that. And from afar, it seems like his game is pretty pretty similar to when it started. And I think that goes to a credit of how good of a goalie he actually is and, and, and an athlete uh-huh. as well. So just be able to get on the ice with him, you know, watch his fundamentals. I'm a very visual guy. So for me to be able to watch him go through the drills, just take away bits and pieces from everyone's game. You know, me and him are definitely not the same goalies. And, and I don't think every goalie is the same, but I, if you, I can try to emulate and take away some, some things that he does, in the net to help my success then definitely will uh, will do that you know I've obviously watched him a lot from afar uh, with the Blues and as a fan of the NHL so uh, it'll be good to get up close and personal and and, uh, and try to learn so even as a um, veteran um, Jake Allen is a student of the game and and, and that was another uh, rather telling moment I thought that uh, he plans to learn uh, from from Carey Price says he's a visual learner, and uh, and he expects to go in and try to improve his game, which I thought was uh, was very again a, a mature attitude. And for any athlete, when they enter into an atmosphere where you have someone where you're going to be playing alongside one of the best at what they do, to try to take something from that, I think, is a really mature approach um, for any athlete at any point in their career. It doesn't matter if you're a young guy or an older guy, you can still learn how to do something or take something away from an experience. And I think that that would be a very wise thing for Jake Allen to do, uh, playing behind Carey Price and being a, a teammate of Carey Price. Um, so, Rick, that would conclude all of the audio uh, the, that we have for They Said What this week here on the Canadians Connection podcast. So, with all of that... Um, just before oh, we go to uh, okay. our, our commercial break, and I'll let you introduce the commercial break, but we have another message coming in. Oh! Hi, everyone. This is hey. Amy Johnson, the host of the Press Zone podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. And I just wanted to pop in and say a big congratulations to Joseph and Rick on their 100th episode of Canadians Connection. Uh, fans of the Montreal Canadiens all around the world really enjoy listening to you guys every single week. And we just know that it's going to be a fabulous podcast for yet another 100 episodes. So enjoy. 
enjoy, keep up the great work, and we'll keep listening. Oh man, Amy Johnson. And and I talked about Chris G being someone that, you know, I leaned on to sort of show me the ropes in terms of being a podcast host. Amy Johnson, I mean, the the work that uh, that she's done with uh, the Press Zone, uh, formerly known as from the Press Box, now the Press Zone, uh, the work that you both of you have been doing and, and certainly the, the episodes that you guys have been putting out with the special guests of, in recent weeks where you've had Danny Briere and Mike Weaver and just uh, the list goes on. I mean, it's 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 such a uh, it's it's so it's so easy, as I say, with Jake Allen entering into a situation where he's going to be around Carey Price. It's so easy to pick up good habits when you have some really great teammates, and that is very much the case here. Uh, and Amy Johnson is one of the very best and has, has taught me a lot. So very appreciative. And, of course, as we say, going to be another 100 episodes to go, as, as she said. Um, so, Rick, on that great note, Amy Johnson being included here on this podcast, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we've heard from Jake Allen. We've talked about we've we've said what parts of the trade there were in, in getting him here, the third and the seventh this year for Jake Allen and a, and a seventh and uh, was it a seventh or a third? Uh, it was a seventh in 2022. Excuse me. Uh, so we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll discuss what we thought about the trade. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit allhabs.net and click the Join Our Team tab today. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. And welcome back to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. I'm Joe Whalen. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Whalen19. And with me in studio is the president and founder of Rocket Sports, uh, Rick Stevens. You can follow him at All Habs on Twitter. And you can follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And visit our website at CanadiansConnection.com. So, Rick, we, we, we talked about the Montreal Canadiens trade this week. Montreal acquiring Jake Allen in a seventh in 2022 for a third and a seventh in 2020. Um, so, We've heard from Jake Allen uh, in, in his press conference. We've, we've talked about the parts of the trade. So we're going to give our reactions uh, here in this segment 
to that trade and and sort of what it will mean for the Montreal Canadiens for this season. Um, so it's and going to be an interesting that, one. Okay. I, you know, I hate to interrupt you. Yeah, you know, I, I, I know. always hate to do that, but we have an important. <laughs> this is this is kind of an important message coming in. Okay. Hi, Rick and Joseph. This is Charlie Lindgren. Congratulations on 100 episodes. That is amazing. Holy cow, Charlie Lindgren. My God, the man that in 2017, I covered Charlie Lindgren, one of one of my favorites. And uh, man, oh man, he was he was fantastic. Every, you know, be down there interviewing Sylvain Lefebvre after games. And he was fantastic with every fan that would come up to him, want to meet him, talk to him. Just a, a fantastic guy. And, and man, oh man, the <laughs> I didn't think it could get better than Amy Johnson. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and we get Charlie Lindgren with the with the congratulatory message. So that is fantastic. Uh, great to hear from Charlie Lindgren as always. And we're thinking uh, about yeah. Charlie Lindgren because yes. you you got to think that it's been a tough week for for him. Yeah, and we're going to get into that in in uh, in future. Uh, 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 podcasts. Um, but, uh, for now we're, we're just, um, I mean, he's been uh, a great support to us and, and, uh, and, and generous with his time and, and, uh, such a kind message, uh, such a great guy, great yeah. character guy. And, uh, uh, we really appreciate, uh, that message from him. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Great to hear from, from Charlie Lindgren. And, uh, yeah, you, you're, you're right in saying, I mean, it's it's a difficult spot, and and yeah, we we're, might touch on this in, in weeks to come. But um, so the initial reaction to the Jake Allen trade, um, it has been mostly positive, as you alluded to with the the poll on TVA Sport. It, it's it's mostly positive for Montreal Canadiens fans because you're getting in a guy who is a known quantity in the NHL. Um, Keith Kincaid sort of was that, but doesn't have the longevity, the sort of body of work that Jake Allen has. But getting that body of work comes at a little bit of a steep price not in terms of what you gave up to get him the third and the seventh i know you know maybe that third overall pick might be or third round pick excuse me might be something of value in the years to come but overall that isn't a huge price to pay uh but the 4.35 million that's a lot to pay for a backup goaltender and you're almost paying 15 million dollars in terms of what you're paying for goaltending on this team and that is something that you know, you might have to raise your eyebrow at that a little bit in terms of is that really the issue for this Montreal Canadiens team? And we heard Mark Bergerman and Claude Julien, as you said, talk about wanting to get Carey Price some valuable rest. And that is a huge thing to do. And I, and I completely get that. But this is a lot to pay a backup goaltender who at most is going to play 30 games at most. And it, it's probably going to be less than that. It might be 20 to 25 because you still want to have Carey Price out there because he is the game changer on this team. We know that. We saw that in the playoffs, in the qualification round against the Penguins and against the Philadelphia Flyers. He is the game changer here. You want him to play games. So this is this is a curious one for me. I, 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 I'm okay with it. I think that it's, it's a, a move that certainly does raise the ceiling but by just how much i don't know well it's funny because um you know we we have uh, some really good hockey minds uh on the rocket sports team we have a private uh slack group where we talk yep. about uh this kind of stuff uh when it happens and uh there was there was some really good discussion this week 
and uh, and Mike Rashel, who's been on on uh, our show uh, a number of times and and uh, helped uh, out with that, uh, came up with the idea for that bracket challenge, and who writes some yeah. uh, good articles on on uh, junior hockey. Um, you know, he he um, he and I went back and forth, and um, um, he, he was ever he had valid arguments. Uh, you know, talking about uh, the, the strength of of Jake Allen's uh, last year, and and he did. Um, and as I was talking to you, um, you know, it's funny that um, you know you see on social media. I go back a year, and when um, Keith Kincaid uh, was uh, was signed, remember Keith Kincaid was not the Canadians' first choice. First choice was McElhaney. Uh, the Canadians yep. did not want to p- uh, pay him two years. Now that looks kind of silly. It would have been nice to solve that problem for for two yeah. years. But um, y- you know, Tampa swooped in and uh, and and gave a two year contract, one point three million for for the backup. Canadians didn't want to pay uh, uh, Elliot uh, two million dollars at that point. They said, "No way, we're not paying two million dollars for a backup." Um, he he uh, ended up in Philadelphia. Uh, you think back two years ago when Jimmy Rutherford was saying, "Please, will anybody please trade for Tristan Jerry? Please, we'll trade. We'll take any." <laughs> and now look where Tristan Jerry is. Yeah. Um, so you know we can't forget how this has all evolved over time, and and maybe missteps in the past. And talk about missteps! My goodness, with uh, with Niemi, you and I were were very much against ne- uh, the Niemi yeah. resigning. Uh, we look back to um, you know Scrivens and Montoya and and Budai and and uh, and each year it's been a struggle under uh, Mark Bergevin. And and you wonder about uh, Stefan Waite. He's he's this god, this guru, this goaltending uh, genius, but. Um, how is how has he not been able to, uh, you know, things that we knew with respect to Niemi and and uh, Kincaid, how how has he factored into that? Um, so it, it's uh, you know with with uh, Jake Allen, um, it's it's been um, with Keith Kincaid. It was uh, don't look at last year, the previous season before he was signed. Don't look at. At uh, how bad that was. Look at at the, his his long term resume, yeah. uh, because that's the real uh, Keith Kincaid. And of course, it turned out it wasn't. And for Jake Allen, it's just the opposite. Um, you know, don't look at his previous resume. Look at just last year, because before that, it was a bit iffy. Um, yeah. As as uh, as a, a, a starter, um, a little more comfortable in the twenty one games he started uh, last year. Great numbers. Yep. Um, and, and, and for, for Jake Allen, you know, um, talking to scouts, talking to, uh, hockey people, it's been, well, he can, um, he can look, uh, amazing and he can look terrible game to game or all in the same game. Um, uh, talking about how he folds under pressure. Uh, how's that going to play out in Montreal? Uh, if he's playing home games, um, Talking about you know the the, the kinds of of uh, uh, difficulties that that he's had in in the past, uh, but this past year you look at all the stats and uh, and he's been very very good um, you know b- beyond the um, the the uh, goals against and save percentage he was top twelve in in quality starts 
uh, and goals saved above average, two key metrics uh, uh, for for goaltenders. Um, you know, but but you wonder if the Canadians could have fulfilled um, that role in another way without having to spend that much that much money. Uh, and you look at it from the other perspective too, and and uh, the St. Louis Blues. You always you, you can't you can't put blinders on. Step back, be objective. Look at at what the other team, how what what they're saying, what they got. And uh, I think that's that's what is is being ignored by uh, Canadians fans. In that Doug Armstrong didn't have very many dance partners. In fact, according yeah. to Doug Armstrong, he didn't have any at all. Um, he was getting zero calls on Jake Allen. So as a good GM, he started calling and shopping Jake Allen. And uh, he said that, that he was reaching out to teams that he thought would have interest. And uh, they didn't view it the same way. They had a completely different uh, um, kind of view. And uh, he wasn't getting much until... Uh, Mark Bergevin came along. Here's Doug Armstrong. You know, you're you're sort of as good as your last game, uh, and and Jake had a very good year. Uh, you know, the the timing was difficult. I think uh, uh, there there was a number of teams that we had reached out to that I thought might have interest in Jake. Uh, part of a manager's job is to trying to read what other teams are trying to accomplish and make those phone calls. And some of the teams that I thought would uh, that I saw a good fit for Jake didn't didn't uh, didn't view it the same way. I think part of it, there's the perception that's going to be a flooded goalie market this summer uh, with either teams trying to uh, create salary cap space or create space for young goaltenders. We were a combination of both, you know, unrestricted free agency. So some of the teams that I talked to uh, like Jake as a goaltender, but didn't want to give any assets at this time for that. And for us, it, it one in the hand was better than two in the bush. So he, you know, he, he had to act now because he didn't know if there was going to be anything, uh, a flooded goalie market. And that's what everybody's seeing. And names like Matt Murray and Darcy Kemper and Marc-Andre yeah. Fleury, Braden Holpe, Corey Crawford, uh, Markstrom, Ranta, Kadobin, uh, Elliot, Miller, Howard. I mean, you know, there could be 10 goaltenders exchange spots, and which is going to drive the price down. So uh, for, for the Canadians, the third pick... Uh, one of, of 14 doesn't seem like a lot. And it wasn't even their own pick. It was the, the Washington yeah. pick that, that uh, was retrieved when Kovalchuk was traded. So it doesn't seem like a lot. But for uh, the market value, it might have been a, um, a bit of a high price. Um, and, of course, the, the salary was because there just wasn't a market for uh, that kind of, of goaltender. And you, you look at... Um, you know, the, the four to five million dollar goalie club in that four to five million dollar goalie club, you have Varlamov and Leonard and Frederick Anderson and Ben Bishop. And with all due respect to Jake Allen, he just doesn't, he's not there. Um, listen, it's, it's, uh, this is, uh, this is a, a, a gamble, um, and Mark Bergevin, uh, you know, has has take on a, taken on a big salary. He's helped St. Louis. He's helped Doug Armstrong uh, with his cap problem and, and uh, you know, trying to clear cap space, space in order to sign Alex Petrangelo. And, and uh, so it worked out. Uh, but let's see if this, uh, you know, all things look good. But, but, but again, let's, let's be cautious. Let's be objective. And this wasn't a steal. This wasn't a home run. This is 
this is a, a, a move that other GMs could not make uh, that Mark Bergevin decided to make. Yeah, and, and just to, this, this is the one thing, every time I hear Jake Allen or see Jake Allen, this is what I think of. Um, remember, it's back in 2018, and what, you know Jillian Fisher, the YouTuber that makes these hockey videos about every fan in the NHL. Uh, there, there's this one video, if every NHL team raised a banner that she released in 2018, and the one for the St. Louis Blues, and of course this being before Jordan Bennington arrived and he was a starting goaltender, was there's good Jake and there's bad Jake. And the tagline was that he's the most unpredictable goalie. And that's sort of what Jake Allen's been in, in his career. And look, he's coming off of a fine season and I'm, I'm going to preface all of what I'm going to say by that. His, his career numbers are, are also solid, but consistency has been the issue. And in, in, you know, 20 games in a 20 game sample size, perhaps you won't see that. Uh, 20 to 25 games, um, it might be a different story for Jake Allen, but you also have to note that this is not the same quality of team that he's going to be playing for. St. Louis Blues are not the Montreal Canadiens. The Montreal Canadiens are not the St. Louis Blues. This is These are two different hockey clubs, and Jake Allen perhaps, you know, maybe numbers inflated by playing behind the likes of Petrangelo and Pareko and then, of course, a great Selkie uh, candidate like Ryan O'Reilly. It's a different team in Montreal, and that's going to be something that you have to pay attention to uh, going forward. Now, one thing that I've talked about is Montreal, they need they, they can't expect their backup to perform at the same level as Carey Price, and it feels like that's what they've been you know, and, and like sometimes that's what fans, it sounds like fans want is their backup goaltender to be this, this, you know, this incredible backup goaltender they can put in for 20 games and you don't need to worry about him. He's going to be fine. And I've always said, you don't need to have somebody that's going to make every save. You need somebody that's going to make the right save at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Charlie Lindgren could do that effectively, and I thought he did that effectively in the games that he played this year and the many, you know, the the, the limited opportunities that we've seen over the past couple of years. I thought that he did that effectively when given those opportunities. It's evident the organization doesn't see him in that way. But if Jake Allen can do that, he just needs to make the right save at the right time. He just needs to battle. And I think that that's something that the Montreal Canadiens, if you get... 20 starts from Jake Allen, 25 starts from Jake Allen, where, you know, maybe it's maybe the save percentage isn't, you know, where you'd like it to be. Maybe it's in the 800s, but he battles and he, and he you know, he does whatever he needs to do to to gut out a win. And that's that's a win for the Montreal Canadiens. And he talked about getting those points on the board. But for me, this is this, this is the interesting part of it for me, because we heard Mark Bergevin and Claude Julien talk about needing to get a backup goaltender. We also heard Mark Bergevin say that he was going to be ca- uh, careful and cautious with how he spends his money. We just saw him add a, a contract at $4.35 million for Jake Allen, who's going to be a backup goaltender and play at most 30 games. At most. That's that's probably the, the cap on what you see of Jake Allen. Like I said, it's probably less than that, though. So if he is going to add that contract to his team, it's hard for me to believe that this is going to there's going to be much activity elsewhere for the Montreal Canadiens. And we, you know, we we have a special guest, uh, Michael Agello that we're going to get to in, in just a couple of moments from now that you had the opportunity to speak to. And he touched on this and we've touched on this. 
the problem has never been, you know, listen, you can you can go out and you get a guy that can give Carey Price the rest. But if you get Carey Price, the guy that gives him the rest in the regular season, you still have the same problem in the playoffs if you get there, which is you cannot provide your goaltender enough goal support. So that to me, I mean, this is the interesting part of it to me is, is there going to be a level of activity with respect to addressing the lack of scoring, the power play that has been, uh, you know, uh, just hasn't been there, has not been present and not been a factor for the Montreal Canadiens. Is that going to be addressed? This is something that I think is, this is going to be really interesting. It is. Uh, and uh, I, I was fortunate enough to, uh, to have a, a few words with, um, and again, this is, this is all in uh, trying to get uh, a view from outside of Montreal, outside yes. of, of uh, the, uh, the Quebec bubble. Today we've, Today we've got, got Michael, Michael Augello from, from uh, HockeyBuzz.com. Hockey He's the Leafs reporter, and, and we're very, very happy to welcome him to the Canadians Connection, connection this, this for our 100th episode. episode. Uh, Mike, uh, usually Mike, we're seeing you in the arenas, the arenas uh, Rico, uh, Rico and other ways, ways um, but, uh, but uh, can't do, can't that, do that, that these days, so it's nice to have you on the podcast. Good afternoon, Rick. Yeah, I would love to be north of the border, but until... Until I'm let back in, I'm going to have to do most of my stuff remotely. Well, it'll be uh, nice to gather again uh, for the draft. We should have been gathering for the the draft um, in Montreal, but we'll have to do that uh, next year. Wanted to have you on um, because this week, uh, the big news for the Montreal Canadiens is uh, the trade for uh, backup goaltender Jake Allen. And, and uh, there, there seems there to be a bit of a disconnect, a disconnect uh, from, from what, what I'm hearing, hearing from the hockey community, community uh, scouts, scouts and assistant and GMs, GMs versus, versus the opinions of fans, fans in our local media our here. here. Uh, uh, TVS Sport ran, ran a poll and asked, and asked are, you are you satisfied with the acquisition, with the acquisition of Jake Allen? And, and the result was 85% positive from 17, 1800 responses. And then I heard you um, on uh, the Daily Hockey Buzzcast, which is a great listen, um, and you had a bit of a different opinion and, and wanted to get you on be, to re- represent, you know, there's, there's a bubble in Toronto, there's a bubble in Edmonton, but there's an entirely different kind of bubble, bubble in Montreal where we don't necessarily look at and listen to um, opinions of, of uh, anyone else other than the local media and that bubble is permanent so uh, let me I have about a 90 second clip from Wednesday's uh, hockey podcast let me play that just to start okay this is so typical Mark Bergevin and the Canadians. You've got $18 million in cap space. Your team can't score. So what do you do? You go trade for a $4 million backup goaltender, and you give them a third-round pick. What, a, what an absolutely asinine move. Is Jake Allen a decent goaltender? Yes. He probably is a, you know, he's a, very, he's a very good backup. If your plan, and remember their plan a couple years ago when they signed Keith Kincaid was for Kincaid to play, say, 30 games and take, take a little bit of the burden in terms yeah. of games played off of Carey Price. That's the direction that the NHL is going. I get that. But there were other, there were ways to do that and not 
and not spend $4 million. Now he's a UFA at the end of next year. And maybe the plan is to flip him. You know, you don't know in terms of the, this goaltending market. I just think this is proof to me that the, that the Habs have so have enough money and nobody to spend it on that. This is going to be a situation where the players that they're going to have to trade for, you know, the, the, now they had 14 draft picks. Now they have 13. They've traded one of them to get Allen. They're probably going to have to go out in some of these deals and trade draft picks and trade players on their roster to bring players in because I don't know how many players are knocking down the doors to sign a free agent deal with the Montreal Canadiens. This is not 1979. This is not the Habs that won Stanley Cups. This is the Habs where your fan base is burning you in effigy if you play one bad game. Now there's, now, there's a strong, a strong take. take. Uh, and, uh, certainly and certainly different, different than, than what we're, we're hearing. hearing. So, uh, so uh, I wanted to bring uh, you on the show and give you a chance to expand, to expand on, that. on that. Sure. Um, okay, first of all, I mean, and I heard the I heard Elliot Friedman this morning, you know, discuss this. The Canadians have had issues with Kincaid, with uh, Charlie Lindgren, with a number of backup goaltenders over the last few years getting quality uh starts out of them when when Carey Price is not in goal. Um, I think the statistic that he re- referred to was their goals against was 3.25 and a save percentage of 902. I don't know what the win, wins and losses, but with those kind of statistics, when Price is not in in goal, then you're probably not going to win a lot of games. And does Allen help them in that respect? Yes, because he's a quality backup. He had a really good year. I think his goals against was like 2.15 in front of a very or behind a very good uh, St. Louis Blues defense. So did they improve themselves as a, in, in their goaltending to have a one-two punch and to take some of the burden off of Price so he doesn't play 60, 65 games? Yes, they did. But I look at what the Canadians did and what they had success with in, in, in the postseason and what their shortcomings were, and goaltending was not the big issue. Now, I know if they hadn't have traded for Allen, they were going to probably have to go out and sign or trade for another goaltender. Um, maybe you get as uh, somebody as good as Allen. Maybe you get somebody a little less, but you're probably spending significantly less than $4.35 million. Mm-hmm. And their issues in the playoffs was their ability to score goals. At a certain point in the Philadelphia series, I think uh, Shea Weber and Jeff Petrie had scored 50% of their goals. <laughs> then la- la- later on, it, you know, it started to, it, you know, they, they did had that one game uh, after Claude Julian was, uh, had his heart issue. And I think they scored five goals in game two. So, but, but the, the point is when you're getting half of your offense from your top two defensemen, your offense up front is not good enough. And before Allen, they had $18 million in cap space. One of the teams, one of the few teams in this league that had the financial resources and the cap space to go out in a year where the league is as a flat cap to be able to go out and add players. And they, I, you know, waste 20% a 20% chunk of that cap space on a backup goaltender. I am just puzzled at that move. And I, I really, you know, I, I, there are players on this team that might probably won't be on the Habs next year. And maybe the, the, the plan is to move out a Jonathan Drouin or to trade Max Domi and you open up more cap space that way. But this, in my mind, was a waste of $4.35 million. And to put and it, to in, put it pers- in perspective, perspective uh, 4.3 4.3 
a million dollar goaltender. A four, the four to five million dollar goaltender club includes Varlamov, Lanner, Anderson, uh, Ben Bishop. Um, uh, it, sure. Um, and and with all due respect to Jake Allen, he's he's not in that that crowd anymore. Um, so do you, so do you uh, from from one of the scouts, one of the scouts I heard, I heard uh, uh, you know this you know, this, this is a panic, panic move, move uh, by Mark by Bergevin. Bergevin. Do you think do you that think the, Canadians the Canadians could have solved their backup, their backup uh, problem, problem cheaper, cheaper uh, with all of the goaltender movement that's expected uh, if he had waited uh, until perhaps the playoffs were over? Sure, I, I think with the glut of goalies, and even if you don't want to go out and make a trade. You know, now they, you know the Habs have had 14 draft picks now, have 13 draft picks in the upcoming draft. A lot of people believe that they were going to trade off draft picks to bring in players under contract, and you know that Bergman may do that. Um, but they could have gone out in free agency and a goaltender like a Kudobin, like a Thomas Grice. There are other goalies who are sort of one B goaltenders who, if you want to play. You know, uh, 25 to 30 games and less than the burden on Carey Price, you probably could get them. The, the question is whether in free agency these goaltenders are going to be willing to take a one-year deal, um, you know, maybe two years, but maybe that was the, the determining factor here. He didn't want to sign a goaltender for more than one year, and with Allen, you're trading for a goalie who's going to be a UFA at the end of next season, and then you can expose Charlie Lindgren as your goaltender for... Uh, although he's a UFA too, so uh, they they also need to uh, probably either extend Lindgren or extend Allen to have a goaltender to make available for the expansion draft. So, yeah, I think they could have resolved the goaltender issue in, in a different way and been better off in terms of cap room to be able to address the other areas of need. Now, yeah, uh, this uh, certainly this helps from the St. Louis, St. Louis uh, 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 situation. Uh, situation. Doug, Armstrong's Doug Armstrong's looking, looking to, to offload off salary, salary in order to, order to uh, sign, sign Alex Petrangelo. Petrangelo. Uh, he'll need, uh, he'll to, need do to do more, more but, but, uh, but this is a, a, a big a step. Big step. Um, um, and with and limited with dance partners, partners that, that, that he had to do that, do that uh, even a even third, third seems, seems a, a, little a little bit generous, generous on, the, uh, on, uh, on Bergevin's part. part. But I think but this, I think is, this where, is where um, um, that, that old Leafs-Canadians Leafs rivalry, rivalry, at least at what least I what saw on social media, media is uh, uh, Leafs fans were dreaming of Petrangelo. And, uh, and uh, the, Canadians the Canadians helping out uh, uh, St. Louis uh, to make sure, uh, to make sure that, that you know that doesn't, doesn't happen didn't didn't, didn't uh, help matters, matters much between the two, two uh, organizations. organizations. Well, the ironic thing here is if you go back to last year when the Leafs swapped a first-round pick to get Carolina to take Patrick Marlowe's six and a quarter million dollar contract. In this instance, Montreal gave a third round pick to get Jake Allen back. And so, I mean, they're getting something out of it in the sense that they're getting a backup goaltender who can play 25 to 30 games. But I, I'm just struck by the, the sort that sort of situation. Um, I, you know, I, the, the, the thing the thing is, um, I mean, with, with the with the Leaf situation, and now we're, we're going to talk about Frederick Anderson, the, the goaltending market um, right now is 
absolutely crazy. And I mean, you can see how how chaotic it's going to be just simply by like what's going on with Vancouver right now. Thatcher Demko has played two really good playoff games, and now all of a sudden Vancouver is think probably thinking, well, do we have to sign Markstrom at six million or six and a quarter or six and a half million on a long term deal when we have Demko and we can go out and sign a backup and have him play thirty games and let Demko be the guy? I mean, teams are there are so many goaltenders out there in this market that it's flooded that you probably would be able to get a backup at a rather cheap rate and most a lot of these players are going to be saying let me just find a home for a year so if 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 you use that argument as a as as uh to analyze what the habs did with allen it makes it even more of a mistake to go out and trade for somebody and not even not you know not even get a discount not even have St. Mm-hmm. Louis retain salary in this instance you you gave them a 4.35 million dollar coupon to go after and re-sign Petrangelo and Nobody knows whether they're going to be successful because they're going to have to make other moves. Uh, I mean, Kevin Allen on our recent podcast said that, uh, you know, I mean, Tarasenko is going to be out probably for the could be the first half of next year um, with this uh, a second shoulder surgery. So they could go into long term injury and open up the cap space to sign Petrangelo and then just deal with it when Tarasenko comes back. Or they could trade a a uh, Colton Pareko or a Vince Dunn who's up on a new deal. I mean, uh, Alex Doug Stevens. Armstrong has has work to do, but this was getting like fifty percent of where he needed to go in one fell swoop of, in this deal to to move Allen and not have to take anything back. Uh, you, mentioned you mentioned Thatcher, Thatcher Demko. Demko. That's, that's a, a that's a fun that's a story. Fun story. The, 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 90 the ninety saves, two yeah, wins in games uh, five and six, and and, and uh, tying, tying records set by Jean Jacques Plante. That's that's unbelievable. And and yes, maybe that means Markstrom's on the move. There could be as many as ten goaltenders or more on the move this summer, and and there's all kinds of speculation about what's going to happen with. Uh, 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 Frederick, Frederick Anderson, Anderson. Um, um, what, what, do you, what, what do you what do you see happening, see happening there? there well a, a lot of uh, reporters have indicated that the Leafs are looking to upgrade um, that's not to say that Frederick Anderson's not a, a really good goaltender because I believe he is and I believe he's been more a victim of the Leafs bad defense over the last four years and it's been like his, him having a problem with winning in the playoffs because he won in the playoffs with Anaheim he didn't win in game seven against the Blackhawks I think it was in 2013 or 2015 whatever the, the second year that they won the cup but you know he's he's been a, a solid dependable uh, experienced and you know a, a goaltender who has played 60 plus games for uh, three of the four years. What I think Kyle Dubas is doing here is that he sees that Anderson has a year left on his contract at five million dollars. Um, more than likely, uh, he's going to expect in free agency to get a raise on that after next season. He doesn't know whether he's going to re-sign him. It probably would be at more than $5 million. And in a glut of goaltenders in this market, he might be able to find somebody just as good or better 
at a cheaper price or at the same price and take care of his goaltending for three or four years going forward. So I think that's what's at, at the heart of all this. Uh, apparently, Elliot Friedman reported this morning that uh, Dubas had contacted Anderson and says, well, we're not shopping you, but we're getting calls on you. Well, you can say that to somebody. I mean, general managers will tell white lie. I mean, I wasn't shopping you until the day I traded you. So <laughs> that's that's probably what's going on here. So, um, But I do believe that they're not going to trade Anderson to go out and sign Braden Holtby. I think right, right. I think the target for the Leafs, and this is own, my own personal belief, is Matt Murray. And Matt Murray is coming off a bad year with Pittsburgh, but Kyle Dubas has a has a history of you know going after players that he knows, and he knows Matt Murray because Matt Murray was a goaltender at the at when Sault Ste. Marie for four years, and he tried to get Murray in the Kessel deal in 2015. He, instead, he got Casper Kapanen. Uh, and then a year later, Matt Murray was you know, was the goalie that won the cup. So um, I think that, or a year later, excuse me. Um, so I think that's the target, but it's all a question of what they would have to pay Murray and what they would have to trade to get Murray. And again, the, the factors there are what the market will bear, and uh, you know we, we'll see what happens. But I, I, it, it's, it's very possible they trade Anderson, but I think they're only going to trade Anderson if they have the guy that they want in place, and then they would make that move. Mike, this Mike, is a this pleasure. Is a pleasure. It, it's, it's always a always pleasure, pleasure to see you when uh, we, run we run into, into each, each other in, in rinks. There's always, always good conversation, good conversation and, uh, and uh, really, really appreciate you taking time to uh, be, uh, be with us today and, 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 uh, and uh, uh, share, share your knowledge. Your knowledge. It's, it's, it's been great. It's Thanks. Been great. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks so much. Anytime. No problem. Thanks. And listen, Mike is a great follow on Twitter. It's at Mike in Buffalo, at Mike in Buffalo. And of course, find him on as a regular panelist on the daily hockey buzzcast wow that was that was great and uh, i i agree with it I, I listen i think that this was as he said it was a very strong reaction talked about it being a typical bergevin move typical montreal canadians said it was asinine that they did it but <laughs> listen they can't score and this is something that we saw plague the montreal canadians in the playoffs saw plague them all season long and it's not going to change with Jake Allen between the pipes, you're going to get that rest from Carey Price, but Carey Price has never been the problem. It's that he doesn't have anyone in front of him that can reliably score goals, and that's going to be the big question for the Montreal Canadiens. And I think it would be unfair, and, and this is what I'm assuming at this point, they talk about, we heard them talk about the youth movement last year. If the plan for the Montreal Canadiens offense is to assume that Yasperi Kotkaniemi and Nick Suzuki can do what they did in the playoffs for an 82-game regular season next year, that is that it's it's just not it just doesn't seem feasible for two young guys. There's just going to be too many ups and downs. You're going to need to address this in a bigger way, in my opinion, and that's something that. Um, with with Mark Bergevin saying he's going to be careful and cautious, it doesn't seem like with with spending four million on a backup goaltender that that's something that's in the cards. Now I know we have to go to uh, a commercial break, and you'll take us yeah. there. But uh, we seem to have a call coming in. Let's see who's oh. on the line here. Hello, hello. Uh, I'm sorry, I should have put my hand down. Oh, oh, uh, thanks, oh, Pat. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, it's good to hear from Pat. It's good to hear from Pat. Um, yeah. You know, he, yeah. That was a mistake, I guess. Okay. No, I mean, All right. There's somebody on the other line. Hang on. Oh, oh, okay. Rick and Joseph, it's Bobby Farnham. Just wanted to congratulate you guys on 100 episodes. 
Here's to 100 more. Man, you're bringing out the heavy hitters for these. My goodness, Bobby Farnham. And speak of heavy hitter, man, you do not want him forechecking on you. Uh, my gosh, Bobby Farnham. Uh, yeah, the ice caps just keep coming. Uh, <laughs> great to hear from Bobby Farnham. Uh, I hope that uh, I've been following along with him over in Belfast playing for the Belfast Giants this past year. And it's it's been great to, uh, to watch his continued hockey journey as someone that played the game with such intensity uh when when i watched him play with st john's and and that's something that uh certainly uh, i will not forget and uh great to hear from bobby farnham here on the canadians connection podcast and early in your journalistic career you wrote a piece a feature piece on bobby farnham and uh he never forgot that and uh, uh he he thought it was fair it was accurate and uh so it's, it's great to hear from Bobby. Um, uh, as you said, just a, a tenacious player, uh, great guy to be around, great guy to yeah. talk to off the ice. And, and uh, that's, uh, that's really kind and generous of him to uh, take the time to record a congratulations message. Absolutely. Love hearing from Bobby Farnham. Anytime we get a Bobby Farnham mention in here any way that we can. So to have Bobby Farnham himself... Uh, congratulate us on, on this accomplishment. It, it means a, a hell of a lot. So uh, great to hear from him. And uh, Rick, as you said, we will take the final break here on the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. The Canadians Connection is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. I bet you enjoy sporting your best Habs jerseys, dressing up your kids and pets in the cutest Habs gear, and showing off your decked out hockey cave or fan ink. Well, don't just show your friends, show your Habs. The team at All Habs wants you to boast your finest pictures for our global network of Montreal Canadiens fans. Include the hashtag ShowYourHabs when posting your fan photos on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Then log on to ShowYourHabs.com to see your entries, along with photos and posts from Habs fans all over the world. A proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us regarding this unique marketing opportunity. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net.
and welcome back to episode 100 of the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. You can follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and visit our website at canadiansconnection.com. And Rick, this 100th episode, it's almost been like the Habs centennial season. We've had so many special guests pop in and say hello. Uh, uh, we had Chris G, Amy Johnson, Charlie Lindgren, Bobby Farnham. My goodness. And uh, my and special guest Michael Agello as well. He was fantastic. It was great to hear a perspective on the deal from him as well. So I, I just can't see how this gets bigger. What? Well, we have one more. Oh, oh, okay. Howdy, lads. It's your hockey history researcher, Kate, here. I just wanted to congratulate you guys on 100 episodes of the podcast. That's so friggin' amazing. I'm so proud of you guys, and I'm proud to be a part of a team that can keep a podcast going for that long, because that's not an easy feat. Here's to 100 more. Oh my gosh, Kate. Fantastic to hear from Kate. Yeah, she said the hockey historian, our, our resident hockey historian here at allhabs.net. She does a fantastic job with those articles. They're just every single one of them. You don't want to miss one of them because they, it's just, there's so much in the to unpack in the history of the Montreal Canadiens. And she does such a great job with just whichever road she takes, whichever topic she's discussing. You want to make sure that you're reading those articles at allhabs.net. And after you after you listen to this podcast, you can go and read them all at allhabs.net because right. they are fantastic. They are absolutely fantastic. And we really appreciate Kate uh, sending that message along as well. And um, the guests have only gotten better and better, Rick. It's has been fantastic. Well, this is um, uh, we, we had lots of news to cover, but it's also a, a, a celebration of uh, an achievement of, of uh, reaching 100 a, a episodes. And, and uh, you know, we're not stopping anytime soon. Uh, we're, we're anxious to get on and, and uh, record 100 more, as Kate said. Um, but I thought it was important to kind of look back to look back at the very first episode because oh, okay. um, you know it's it's uh, uh, I I saw uh, some talent in you uh, and uh, <laughs> but you've you've grown and you've you've uh, become more comfortable uh, with the hosting role but let's look back and listen back uh, to the very first episode one of the Canadians Connection, and with Amy's intro. Oh wow! There's a flashback here. Just this, just this clip. <laughs> How's it going, Habs fans? My name's Joseph Whalen, and I am here with the inaugural episode of Canadians Connection. I am joined by the editor in chief of Rocket Sports Media, Mr. Rick Stevens. How's it going, Rick? Doing great, Joseph. Glad to be here. I guess uh, just in in way of explanation for those who are expecting to hear the Habs 360 podcast in and around this time, don't go anywhere. Uh, you're in the right place. Let's call this the next generation of the Habs 360 podcast. This is the Canadians Connection, and um, we've got all the 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 stuff that you you uh, grew grew to love with Habs 360 over the years. We'll we'll be doing those same kinds of things. And a couple of new things as well. And one of those new things is my co-host, uh, Joseph Whalen. Joseph, who's been uh, part of our AHL report team uh, for the last few years and, and who um, I got to meet at the, uh, the draft in Dallas this year in person for the first time. And we had a great time there with our whole Rocket Sports team. And I look forward to uh, working with you this season. 
I the same. I'll say the exact same thing. I'll echo echo those sentiments. And in the third segment coming up, we have Chris G is going to be joining us, give his thoughts on all things Habs. So we'll 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 even reunite a little bit, have a little Habs 360 reunion <laughs> to get this thing started the right way. So uh, wow. you went through your first podcast and and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, sounded a little different. Sounded a little nervous. Yeah, maybe little a little bit. nervous. And and so at yeah. the end, I kind of uh, I asked you how you were feeling about uh, your first uh, podcast episode. We we zoomed through this show and we uh, it was uh, uh, packed with information and and uh, analysis and opinion and and for your first show, how you feeling? Uh, I I think pretty good. You and you and Chris certainly carried me through that last segment. <laughs> so I'll say thanks for that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a really it was really fun, and I'm I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here every week on the Canadians Connection podcast. And like you said, it was jam packed, and it's only gonna get it's only gonna get more jam packed as we go. Wow, and it has. Yeah, it has. 99 episodes later, and you and Chris are still carrying me through that last segment. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's uh, certainly come a long way. Certainly a little bit more of a. Uh, a little bit more confidence uh, than than that episode. It was it was a daunting task to to replace somebody like Chris, who was, as I said at the very beginning, when when we played, uh, when when he joined us with his special message, uh, you know, um, it, it was a daunting task replacing someone that did such a fantastic job for such a long time with the Habs 360 podcast. But as I said, he uh, he really eased that transition for me, and uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic uh, that we've we've gotten to this point and, and certainly become a little bit more comfortable along the way. And we just can't end without one more message. Hey, guys. Mike Roshley here. Rick and Joseph. Wow. Congratulations on 100 episodes of Canadians Connection. Not an easy feat whatsoever. I uh, listen to probably about six to eight hours of of, uh, podcasts a day. Uh, In my job as a dairy farmer, I can't always talk to the cows, so I do have a lot of time (laughs) to myself. Uh, So I have a pretty massive list of uh, podcasts that I go through. And even some of the biggest, uh, some of the biggest ones that are supported by some of the bigger platforms like TSN and uh, Sportsnet have a really hard time getting even close to 100 episodes. And not only that, but doing an episode week in, week out, whether there's a pandemic, whether there's an off season, it's incredible to, to have that kind of commitment. So again, congratulations, guys. Really hope uh, you keep the show going exactly how it is. It's uh, just like you say, it's... Uh, a fantastic uh, show to connect with uh, fans and uh, probably what I uh, appreciate the most is the back and forth that you guys have you always bring a bit of a different opinion on everything uh, all the happenings kind of around the league and uh, with the Habs specifically so I really enjoy the banter back and forth and I think you do a great job of uh, of keeping everybody uh, entertained so again appreciate uh, appreciate the show hope you guys keep it going congratulations and hopefully you guys can have some uh, single malts to enjoy okay take care <laughs> oh one more quick thing i also enjoy uh contributing i know i've come on uh, a couple of times and done a little project with uh, joseph as well that bracket challenge so it's it's always a challenge for me and honestly i'm usually a little bit nervous coming on just because i know how uh how experienced and how educated you guys are so it's a challenge i appreciate and uh yeah take care Wow. Oh man, fantastic to hear from Mike, and he was right in, in saying that he and he was a huge contribution 
during the pandemic when we didn't have a lot to talk about. Well, we, we had some stuff to talk about, but we were trying to fill in some of the gaps a little bit here and, and give some content that felt normal and regular. And the way that we did that was the bracket challenge. And that was Mike's idea. Mike, Mike had seen it been done in other ways and he wanted to bring the Montreal Canadiens to it and he talked about it being a 2000s Montreal Canadiens sort of uh, because we know the history of the Montreal Canadiens and if you want to read up on the history of the Montreal Canadiens Kate Rachel she does a fantastic job on allhabs.net but you know the 2000s is sort of overlooked and Mike had a fantastic idea to give those guys more exposure and he he brought it to our attention and and Mike is is just such a valuable member of our team and, and very quickly has become, uh, it feels like he, he's only recently joined, but it feels like he's been here forever. <laughs> Absolutely. Just a, a great fit. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. been great and, uh, and, and very, uh, very positive and, and contributing uh, to the, the team building that we do. Um, uh, you know, as I, as I said, we, we, we talk a lot during the week as a, as a group and, and talk about, uh, reshaping our coverage and and during the pandemic we made a lot of changes to the podcast in terms of how it's structured the way uh, it sounds and uh, he's mentioned more of a, a studio feel and and uh, that we're uh, competing with with the mainstream media uh, another one of uh, we, we have uh, a couple uh, more uh, supporters that uh, have been with us all the way and and I want to mention I got an email. Uh, from uh, Le Petit Beldino uh, oh, today, um, saying that, uh, wishing us uh, have a good show today, and thanks for your dedication and the outreach, your outreach to the fans of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, stay well. And uh, Dino has been there with lots of message, lots of comments, um, and and lots of messages of support. And and listen, we're we're. At Rocket Sports, we're in the business of information, analysis, but also entertainment and conversation, a two-way conversation. We love doing that with uh, the emails that we get. We love doing that with the uh, interactions on, on social media and uh, our Rocket Sports text line, of course, 5853-ROCKET. And and we've been doing this for uh, a dozen years. And, and now, um, you know, we remain the source that you can trust, that you can interact with and uh, have great conversations. And, and we really, that's really important to us that uh, you stay with us and, uh, and have that conversation. And someone you have uh, a conversation with uh, every day. Um, has uh, two people in your household has supplied a cake, and I was uh, struck by the the All Habs logos on the hundredth yeah. anniversary cake. Uh, for you, I've I've not had a chance yet to meet your mom, but met your dad. He's a great Habs fan, a great uh, guy to get uh, into uh, discussions and debates with uh, at at two drafts now, and and yeah. uh, uh, thank thank them both for uh, for the the hundredth uh, anniversary cake uh, to mark this uh, wonderful occasion. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I wanted to send that along to you because uh, the message is, is for the both of us. Unfortunately, the cake will, will just be for me. But uh-huh. uh, but, you know, I can I, I like I said, I could send it up in the mail. I don't know if it would <laughs> taste very good when I got there, but we'll see about that. But uh, <laughs> but Rick, uh, 100th episode, it, it's been a fantastic show. Uh, like I said, it's almost as if Mark Bergevin knew it was our 100th episode, gave us a trade to talk about, which is always a fun conversation, uh, especially this time around, given the uh, 
given the fact that it was a goaltender and uh, it was is certainly something that maybe was not expected in terms of, uh, you know, spending the amount of money that they're spending now on a backup goaltender. But uh, nonetheless, it was it, it's been a fantastic show, as always, here with you um, and, and certainly uh, more to come. Here's to 100 more, as, mm-hmm. as Amy said, as Kate said. Uh, here's to 100 more, and, and we'll be back next week discussing all things Montreal Canadiens as we do every week and as we have done every week. Uh, whether it's the off season, whether it's in the middle of a pandemic, we will be here to break down uh, all the, the latest and, and inform, engage, and entertain in the best way we know how. Um, so, Rick, with that said, I guess we'll say goodbye for now, and we will be talking next week uh, here on the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadians Connection. Visit allhabs.net for breaking news about the Montreal Canadiens.